Hello, and welcome to The Sid Show, a podcast where I hope to learn more about myself and the world around me. In my second episode, with a guest besides my brother, I welcome my tequila shop partner, wave study buddy, and long walk loving, Julia Pascal. Hi, Julia. <laughs> Hello, Sydney. Thank you for having me as your first guest. <laughs> no worries. So my first question is, how would you introduce yourself to this audience, aka Bella, Jory, Tamara, your family, and some of my friends that haven't met you yet. Okay, well, everyone else that already knows me, I feel like you don't need an introduction to me because you know me. So, um, to everyone else, my name is Julia (laughs) Pasquale. I'm 20 years old, and I'm probably going to say like and um a lot, so I'm sorry if that bothers you. Um, Just like I said. um, (laughs) During this quarantine, I'm trying to learn more about myself, kind of discover things that I didn't know I didn't like, and, you know, just chill. Yeah, catch up on Disney Plus and stuff. Mm-hmm, read I'm, more. Yeah, I've been watching The Proud Family. That show's so good. I'm watching Jonas right now. Oh, nice. Was, yeah. Did they ever, you know, is Frankie Jonas in that one? Yeah, he's their oh, little brother, too. That's so funny. Yeah. That's, like, the last time I've ever seen him. Okay, another question. How did we meet? I have written here, tequila bitches, because I feel like we met, but the first time we really met was when we were drunk at taco night. Yeah, that that was like the first, our first, um, like it was our friendship awakening, I would like to say, but um, I actually don't remember when I first met you. I think it was around... In grade 12, maybe? Probably. I think I met you for student council. We were having this talk when we were driving to Bella's, right? And oh, I yeah. Feel like, like, I don't I, know when I met you. I don't remember, like, because there's certain people, like, you remember your first meeting mm-hmm. with them, but I feel like it's just because, like, we've probably always followed each other on yeah, Instagram we're or something like that. together somehow. Somehow, but yeah. yeah. Oh, here's an anecdote. So the last time we got drunk together was in December after Real Love, and I was freaking out because I asked you to stay awake because Bella was coming <laughs> with Kurt. So I remember. I was in the washroom showering, and when I came back, you were asleep, and I was so naked and afraid <laughs> of the show because I was like oh my gosh what if Bella's outside shivering in the cold but you also look so peaceful so I remember I like took your glasses off and then checked but Bella was okay she wasn't there yet yeah I'm sorry that's okay <laughs> to safe. both of you anyways back to getting to know you you spent a great deal of your childhood in the states how do you think that has impacted you and your development like for example you love pop culture and LA's full of pop culture. Mm-hmm. I think um, the fact that I like pop culture is also, or like I'm heavily influenced by it, is also because of like my grandpa. Um, like he's re- really the reason why we all love movies and stuff. But growing up in LA has definitely helped that because I, on weekends we'd walk down Hollywood Boulevard, oh, we'd go to fun. Disneyland. Um, I think. It really affected me because even though I was so young, it was that stage where that's where you're yeah. learning how to socialize. Uh-huh. That's where you're learning, like what you like. It's a critical so, age. So yeah. it's it 
definitely affected how I live my life now. Nice. Okay, ready to childhood for childhood. <laughs> a big part of your childhood was Twilight. May I ask, what was so alluring about this series for you? Because, like, my friends Adrian, Chelsea, and I, we really like Twilight, mm-hmm. but not to the extent where you did, because when I heard how big of a fan you were, that's, like, how big of a fan I am of Harry Potter. Yeah. So, like, you were deep in the fandom. I was literally my... Facebook URL was twi hard, <laughs> no. or it was like twi hard. Twi- yeah, it was like something like twi hard forever, and like my username or like my Facebook name was literally Julia Cullen with like an <laughs> apple. Like I'm, I don't know how I found that, and like my bio would be all the characters' oh names. But I think a big part of it was definitely my sisters. My sisters read the books before I did, and then they actually watched the movie before I did so they Um, really like a lot of what I liked as a kid was um based on like what my older sister Michelle and Hannah liked so they were uh really in love with it so obviously I was like Mm -hmm. it was like just passed down on to me but something I just really like about it I don't know it's just there's a lot of attractive boys you know (laughs) it's kind of hard to miss um the first one's really funny because the it's bad acting. so funny. But, like, you know, it set the tone. <laughs> it's I don't know, it's just, like, blue or greenish. Yeah, it's so and dark. then New Moon's filmed, like, yellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Twilight. And it has a really good love triangle. I oh, think true. everyone loves stories with a good love triangle. I think by, like, New Moon and Eclipse, they kind of, like, settled into their niche. Like, they accepted that it was weird. And like, it was for, like, teenage it. girls. Yeah. But Twilight was just, like... Okay, like, you know how I found that TikTok account of deleted <laughs> scenes and stuff? Here, there's, like, this one scene where, um... Uh, what's it called? Bella allows Edward to taste her finger... How do you defend that? Like, I mean, like, I like Twilight too, but but there's just some weird There's aspects. some weird things. Like, She's a lot like, of things don't make me. sense. And then he tasted her. That's so gross, but that's okay. You know, it's hard to defend things. There's certain, like, no, one, no movie franchise is perfect yeah. in my like, you don't realize that it's weird till you're, like, 20 and you watch it back and you're like, holy, I watched and this when I was 9. Yeah, the fact is, like, I read those books when I was 10. Yeah. I don't think I should have, but obviously <laughs> my parents didn't censor us. So, um, okay. you know, so I grew up fast. <laughs> you're Team Edward? I'm Team Jacob. I used oh. to say I was Team... Julia Cullen, though. Yeah, I know, because I thought it sounded better. Oh. Um... But I was always Team Jacob, and I never wanted people to know that because I wanted people to think I was neutral. So um, I would say I'm Team Jedward, oh, which was clever. so annoying. <laughs> Everyone in my class literally probably hated me because I always I would on the on every sheet of homework paper I'd write Julia Pasquale and then I'd write a smiley face with fangs. Oh my gosh! Wow, so deep into the fandom. I'm on Team Jacob because he is safe and polite and warm. Mm-hmm. And we stand a warm boy because <laughs> she was often quite cold and he came in with that werewolf heat, you know? Right? She even said she didn't like any cold, wet thing. Yeah, Edward's right? It's like the coldest thing on earth. The coldest thing. But I also liked um, Edward only because he played like Cedric Diggory and I have a <laughs> soft spot for Hufflepuffs. But I think like he really has defended the the series and stuff because he like admits that it's not the most 
basic traditional like teen movie but at least he's like no it was a good role for him yeah yeah okay next up how do you think growing up around three independent unique and like quite vocal sisters has impacted you um it made me very loud Mm. (laughs) to be quite blunt because we are always constantly talking over each other because all of us have very strong opinions and all of us want our opinions heard Mm -hmm. so we um very we're very loud and we just kind of fight for that one thing that we really want to say um it also has made me like value my like our sisterhood a lot more because Mm -hmm. I know growing there are certain people that or like not everyone's privileged to be able to grow up with sisters, so I really take into account that like they're like my lifelong friends yeah, and stuff. That's awesome. But it's definitely made us very resilient and mm-hmm. like, kind of strong, and yeah, like we don't take anyone's shit. Yeah, no, I get you, cause like I guess Isaiah and I were really close in age. I don't fight that often with my sister. Besides, like clean that up, you know. Yeah. And I feel like because we have different life experiences, but we're kind of experiencing the same season of life like we're more likely to fight mm-hmm. you know do you do you fight with them or? yeah we fight all the time me and Hannah we've gotten to physical fights <laughs> verbal fights like you name it we've probably gone yeah. into every fight like when I was younger I used to drag Hannah by her hair oh I have a scar from Elle she literally I don't know what word it's somewhere on my arm like right oh. there she literally keyed me um hannah shaved michelle's eyebrow off wait what yeah when they were in the bathtub like on in a bubble bath and i guess there was a razor (laughs) i'm sorry for exposing my parents but um she just shaved michelle's wow i think that's the story michelle and hannah could correct me but my mom had to draw in hannah michelle's Isaiah did that once because he was like it was the age where I started like going to thread my eyebrows and he was like wait I think I need to clean my eyebrows up a bit but in like grade three or four he shaved half of his eyebrow off to get like the middle part and we were like you didn't do it with a mirror and also we had to like fill in his eyebrow for Uh, so long yeah we definitely fight Okay, it's good to yeah. know it's normal because it is definitely Isaiah. normal. I've been throwing hands in this quarantine. Oh no, it is definitely normal. Well, let's see. Oh, so shout out to Michelle Han and L for the upcoming few questions. Oh my god, yeah. you contacted them. <laughs> <I did. laughs> Um, so I, ha- I contacted Hannah, and then later on I contacted your mom. They have really good questions. Oh, no. So the first one is from your mom, though. It's, what is your favorite childhood memory? Oh, why? that's a good one. Um, I think my favorite childhood memory is honestly when we're in L.A., and there's probably multiple accounts of this, but, like, when we just be a family and be playing outside, uh-huh. or, like, we used to, like... Um, one time we did like a cousins versus cousins cranium oh. game and so it started out like it was I think I forgot it might have been like a day after Thanksgiving or something but we got into like I was very young so obviously I wasn't that involved but I just remember how like it got everyone together like we'd race to Toys R Us uh. like whoever got to Toys R Us could like pick the game something like that mm-hmm. just like being around my cousins and being in such a happy environment with yeah. no real priorities that's kind of like Aww. there's multiple that I can't mm-hmm. really pinpoint one I just I think being around my cousins both sides of the family and just like 
playing. Playing. Yeah. Like, it's such it's a good, fun. valuable childhood memory. Does it take you back, like, when you visit L.A. again? Because I guess, like, you're kind of more, like, ho- you're home, but it's also, like, kind of vacation mode because you're not with the responsibilities mm-hmm. of, like, Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it does take me back. <laughs> and how old are your grandparents now? Uh, my grandpa is turning 91. Wow. In, on July, in July. And then my grandma is three years younger, so she's turning 88. Oh, my goodness. And then my grandma's turning 80 this year. Like, my my yeah. mom's grandma's... Oh, my mom's mom's turning 80 this year. Wow, you're going to live for a long time. I really don't think... <laughs> no. I don't know why. I just feel like I'm not going to live long. I feel like I want to live long, but then also... I think we were talking about this. Like, I don't want to be not able-bodied in a Like, sense. I don't want to be spoon-fed. Yeah. Like, I want to be that lady, though. Like, I'll be old, and I want to call out people at a family dinner, like, fuck you, racist, yeah. and then just go back to eating my soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, this one requires a soundboard. So, Julia had an imaginary friend named Alessia? Alicia. Alicia, yeah. for a good chunk of her childhood. She would play for <laughs> with her for hours. Hours. We were wondering, at what age did she forget about her, and what did she look like? Um, Uh, (laughs) wait, here it is. It's Obama. Makes you embarrassed, don't it? Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, um... Hours, Julia. Okay, so, I think, I don't remember when it started, but I think I forgot about her, or I stopped playing with her, Mm -hmm. probably when we moved to LA, because I only remember playing with her... From my memory. I don't know. It's so embarrassing. I only remember when I was in Canada, like Uh, before our move back. So I was probably five and younger. Um, I don't really remember that much what she looked like, but apparently my sisters would tell me that I told them she looked like a fish. So maybe she had big lips. I don't know. Oh, Julia. The funny thing is to me is you have three sisters and then you choose to make up an imaginary friend. All of them had imaginary friends. Michelle and Hannah, actually, I don't know if Elle did. She more played with her stuffed animals. But uh, Michelle and Hannah, apparently they had the same imaginary friend, which is kind of weird. Ooh. Maybe they, like, collectively decided how she looked Right? Like. I don't know. I had this, I was the imaginary friend. So what? When I was in grade four or five, this is actually really problematic because I went for her as for Halloween, and my friend went as, like, her imaginary friend, too. But the thing is, like, we were just in bathrobes and goggles and, like, we were wearing weird things, and we went trick-or-treating, like, in your neighborhood. Oh, my and God. And people would be like, who are you? And I'd be like, Sarah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Who is Sarah? <laughs> oh, my God. One of my worst or, like, my least favorite Halloween costumes was when I went as Velma, and every person <laughs> would think I was Harry Potter. Oh, no. That's okay. So they were like, are you Harry Potter? I was like, no, I'm oh. Velma. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, next one. It's okay, I can relate to this one. When she was younger, she was unable to sleep without sucking her thumb <laughs> and touching someone else's ear. Oh my gosh. This was a good chunk of her childhood. Uh, so your sisters want Who to know... Who said that? <laughs> your sisters want to know, how did that affect her sleep? When did you stop? And for me, I want to know, like, why did you prefer ears? Okay, <laughs> this was so early on in my childhood, I literally don't know. I don't have a reason someone needs to talk to a child therapist or something why I, like, 
preferred that method. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's a psychological reason why I preferred that. You want to um, be heard. That's yeah, maybe. Um, I really don't know. To be honest, <laughs> that's funny. You need to talk to a psychologist you, or something. Did to you know. suck your thumb for a long time? I remember stopping probably when I got into school. They say I did it longer, but I'm pretty sure I did it. I stopped once I got to school. Uh, I did it for quite a long time. <laughs> not, not like a crazy amount. But I like, I was still into elementary oh, school. Oh, you're still in- And I remember seeing my friend, because like, I was being put in the car seat, sucking my thumb after a long day. And then I see her like walk by and like wave at me, but then like kind of put her hand down, because like, oh shoot, I saw her sucking her thumb. And then after that, I stopped. So... Yeah, that's how I departed from my Yeah, I don't remember how I stopped or when. Yeah. It just happened, you know? (laughs) I grew up. I like the ear part. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. I actually remember doing it, too. And it had to be someone else's? Yeah, I wouldn't touch my own. (laughs) That's funny. There's photos. (laughs) I need to see them. So, you have a fear of chickens. Oh, yeah. That you never really outgrew. Or, no, that you never really had when you were younger. Yeah. We wanted to know where it came from, and if she had to take care of a chicken for a day so she could meet Obama, would you do it? I would. (laughs) I would be really, really, really sad. Scared. Not sad. I'd be Mm -hmm. really scared, but I feel like I'd still do it because it's Obama. Wait, but why? I really don't, actually don't know when it started. Maybe in, like, early high school. I don't remember, don't know what triggered it. Literally half the things that happened to me, I don't know why I'm like this. But it just happened, and I remember one time I saw one, and all of a sudden I got really scared. And I think maybe it might have been, like, when we were younger, we used to watch compilation videos of, like, animals and stuff and like uh, that. And maybe the chickens ones scared me a lot. I really don't remember what triggered it, but... Is it just chickens? You no, it's, okay like, all birds? kind of birds and fowl type my bird? birds. Oh, no, no, those ones are fine. Okay. Because <laughs> they're cute. Okay. It's more of, like, the turkey, the emu, oh, like those frick. ostrich. The, yeah. All the ones, they look the same. <laughs> oh, they're oh, just man. scary. I feel... I don't know. So... I don't would know. do it to meet Obama. I would. Which Obama? Barack or Michelle? If you had to choose. That's really hard, but maybe Barack. I've already technically seen Michelle. Oh, yeah, true. But, yeah, so maybe Barack. Yeah, I feel like I would want to meet Michelle just because, like, I vibe with moms. And also, yeah. like, Barack is pretty, um, like, he's mostly formal. Like, you know, I feel like Michelle's more... Like, a mom vibe. Not yeah. that he's not a dad vibe, but you know, after being president for eight years, there's kind of a demeanor that you kind of have, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's probably, like, a syndrome, like a post-president. <laughs> post-president. Oh, gosh. It doesn't seem like it for Trump. He just gets worse and worse. Oh, but no. That's not why we're here today. Yep. So, um, that's a different conversation. <laughs> Next question. So, yeah, I asked Bella to ask you a question, and she wants to know... Um, what is the macaroon, macaroni noodle when you're camping? Okay, so <laughs> this was like in grade 10. And do you know how 
I don't know if you ever went camping. Like, you'd have to bring your own meals. Oh, we went to Strathcona, but we I, didn't have to bring our own okay, meals. Okay, so basically for our camp in grade 10, we had to plan each meal that we were going to have every single day mm-hmm. and bring the right amount of ingredients for everyone. Yeah. So one day we were making macaroni, and I guess when we were draining it, this mac this lone macaroni was standing up <laughs> by itself and me and Isabella found it so funny we were laughing so hard like we were literally like I was probably like snorting like, yeah. I was, like we were laughing for so long and everyone was like what mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's literally the story. I don't know. I get it. Like, it's just so overwhelmed with like that is freaking funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's and it was a high stressful environment. Like we're no technology. Like we'll find the simplest. Where was it? On Um, the island or interior? Yeah, and I I I forgot what it was called. Yeah, no, I remember because for Strathcona, I feel like, I don't know if it's because of the wilderness or you're not eating as much, but things seem funnier. Yeah. You know, it's just more of a genuine time. So the macaroni noodle. Okay, next question. This is for me because um, your fear of water is also (laughs) quite prevalent. And you often say that you've, like, drowned almost three times. Yeah. So what were they again? Okay, so the first one was... was Three times is a lot. Yeah, um, I'm very problematic. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the first time was when I was in the Philippines. Um, And this is based on, like, what I can remember. I was very young, so Mm -hmm. um, I think I was... I was probably running maybe, and I jumped into a kiddie pool, but it was a kiddie pool, but I was very small, so even the kiddie pool was too tall for me, and I didn't know that, because they said it was a kiddie pool, so I jumped in it, and I couldn't get up, (laughs) oh my god, and so the, like a lifeguard, no, it was, it was like my yaya, oh yeah, yeah, I had to get me, or it wasn't mine, it was like my cousin's, um, she, like, she, not it. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, I didn't even hear you <laughs> say it. She wasn't my Yaya, it was, she was my cousin's, and so she saved me. I don't even remember if my parents remember that part, um, because I injured myself a lot that trip. Um, oh, the second what? time... <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Um, well, the second time I injured myself, I was running... And then I tripped because oh, I was very clumsy as a child. And then I like scratched the top of my lip. So the rest of the time I had like a really big scab right here. Oh, Julia. Yes. <laughs> it's more fun in the Philippines. Right. And then um, the second time I almost drowned, I was in San Francisco um, at my cousin's house. And we decided it would be fun if we walked, if we put the boat, oh, like she had like a a floating like a pool boat yeah and we'd be it'd be fun if we started to flip it over put it over our hands and walk it Mm -hmm. but I didn't know we were starting to walk towards the deep end so I was walking and then we took it off (laughs) you couldn't and I couldn't switch (laughs) my dad had to save me and I feel really dangerous. bad because he had a cell phone and credit cards in his pocket. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, it was dad. Your life. Though. Yeah. Um. And then the third time was in grade five. At this point, I still didn't know how to swim. Oh and no, Julie. I. It was like, um, the grades 
um, sevens were going to Playland, so they took the grade five and sixes to Watermania, and then the same, it was not the same thing, but it was another boat, I was on a boat with another girl who couldn't swim, and, um, they flipped the boat over, but they didn't know that we couldn't swim, and then I went like this, and then the lifeguard blew her whistle and saved both of us, and I didn't tell my parents that one, because I was scared they were gonna yell at me. Oh, man. Wait, and then forget what? How did people help you? Um, so basically, I can float, I can tread, like, so when we had to do the lap, I did it, I was just really slow, Mm -hmm. um, but treading, it was just too much. I think we had to do it for two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. And I got really tired by like one and a half mm-hmm. minutes. And I couldn't do it. So I actually gave up. But then the entire group had to do it again because everyone has a pass. Mm-hmm. And so when I when we did it the second time, I held on to my friend Paula oh. when they weren't looking. Oh, I see. So when they started looking, I did it. Interesting. Like, yeah. So I oh. cheated the system, but it's okay. Like I'm not. Yeah, you're still alive. It, it in the has already my get what has expired by this point. Already. Do you want to like learn how to swim, or are you like okay with making it this far? I think I'm okay because I feel like if I was put in a situation, I would survive. Like yeah. I think I have basic knowledge or basic uh-huh. ability. But I still don't really like swimming. (laughs) I like swimming, but then there's this part of water mania, like when I would do lessons, there's this part where you can go under. But then my dad freaked me out because he's like, never go under that because what if you can't come back up? And no one would know because like, it's kind of like a walkway and you go under the walkway. So if you were to get stuck here, Uh, no one checks it. Yeah. So now I just like the surface kind of treading. Yeah, I'd be scared of the wave part of Water Mania and... Oh. Oh. You know... How does that work? The wave part? I think there's like a pressure underneath. Oh, I've never really thought about that. Yeah. Because they kind of just command it. It's like, it's 12, it's wave time. Oh, right. Waves. Oh, oh, I miss waves. I do too. For those of you that don't know, waves is where Julia, Anson, Bella, Kurt, and I like to study. And we'll literally be there for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Like from Finals. 9 to, not even, like sometimes like 9 to 11 to closing. And then like we get kind of looks from people because like we've been there for like two shifts worth of and i've had the same cup of coffee yeah. peaches uh, peach and ginger tea too yeah <clears throat> yeah okay so okay now school time um you are at solder right yes are you majoring in marketing yes yeah so how do you think like your childhood background contributed to your decision to pursue marketing because I guess, like, pop culture, living in L.A., there's mm-hmm. a lot of big influence on, like, the marketing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I always knew I kind of wanted, I wanted to work in the entertainment, movie, TV industry. <laughs> and so I think, for me, the most obvious would be to study business because I like to know the background of things. Mm-hmm. I like to know how things are going on. So I got interested in business that way in high school. I take marketing class. Yeah. And marketing class is so different in high school than in university. <laughs> um, but I think it's just, I think marketing is very powerful. It really tells us how to live our everyday mm-hmm. lives. So, so I think... It, it was kind of just something that interested me the most. And I've never been into, yeah. like, science or 
that which my family doesn't really seem to get <laughs> but yeah <laughs> you like kind of marketing influences what people see and consume which mm-hmm. is so relevant now because like before it's kind of like look at a billboard you can choose to divert your eyes away but now we're kind of like always consumed with ads you actually content. like see like an average of a thousand something ads per day but you only notice about 18 wow yeah. Oh my lord. I kind of like think sometimes that they can hear me <laughs> because sometimes like one time um I was talking about this kind of coffee, like mushroom coffee, just talking about it and then it was on one of my ads. Oh on yeah, Facebook. I I've seen that they mushroom can coffee. Hear. Yeah, yeah. They can definitely hear. Oh my gosh. Well, hello people. This is Julia. Okay. <laughs> FBI agent assigned to my yeah. phone. <laughs> probably honestly, if that is true, they probably see me like crying at night looking at like those military homecoming Oh my videos. god, if I ever want to cry, that's literally the first thing I google. Yeah, those or like coming out videos, those yeah. make me cry. Oh, oh my, my god, gosh. I watched one on TikTok. This girl made like her family a cake but she made it like the lgbtq colors Uh um like the pink yeah blue one and then she wrote in skittles like i'm bi and then her mom was like it's okay and then her dad was like what does it say (laughs) like the entire time her mom was like it's okay why are you sad and then the dad was like i still don't know (laughs) i still don't get it but i still love you yeah like he was like not mad at that's so freaking fake tiktok oh my gosh my like for you page right now is kurt and um (laughs) tomorrow but also the freaking behind the scenes of twilight and it's so funny that hot dog one is funny it is so funny. So basically, Nesme <laughs> makes Jacob a hot Rosalie. dog. Rosalie. Oh, yeah. Rosalie. Oh, sorry. And then, yeah, Renesme wouldn't be that bitter. And then he eats the hot dog, which is pretty much contrasted with, like, the perfect house and just that setting. And then he eats it and throws the bowl at Rosalie. That's so funny to me. Yeah. Okay. Um... Okay, we weren't even talking. Okay, sorry, my notes are funny. <laughs> it's okay. Um. Oh yes. So here are a couple of questions from your parents. They're pretty deep. Okay. Oh my god. Well, actually, we'll start with like kind of a random one. What do you think is the best era that you wished you lived in, and why? That's from your mom. <laughs> of course. Um. I really would have would have wanted or would like to see how it was to be like a in the 90s oh yeah um even though like we weren't we weren't old enough to experience or like we were more like 2000s kids because Mm -hmm. we were born in 1999 i literally lived only three months of um or four months of the the 90s. 90s so um yeah i think i would have liked to be like an actual teenager in the 90s Go to like NSYNC or B2K concerts, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, nice. I think it's like when they introduce like MTV mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Hip hop like, is vibing. Right? Yeah. Like, I think 90s has like some of the best music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's still a safe era for someone of my appearance. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, honestly, no, no, right? no earlier than that. I feel like I would have been judged still, but 
Yeah. yeah, this was my icebreaker question for my history class, and um, the group I was in, they're predominantly, like, Caucasian, and uh, they were like, I want to live in the 1500s, I want to live in ancient Greece, and they're like, how about you, and I'm like, as an Asian lady, I am pretty much okay <laughs> right yeah. now, it's so funny, but I think, like, the 90s are also good, because, well, for me personally, like, Harry Potter was bumping, you know, yeah. and, like, you could kind of follow the release of the books and the movies, that that would have been awesome. And also just, like, not being so consumed with social media. Yeah, that's exactly why I think, like, 90s, like, they still had, like, they had, no, the teenagers didn't have their own cell phones yet. Yeah. Like, everyone, you, like, had to plan things in advance, mm-hmm. or, like, you just pull up to someone's house if you want to say right. with them. The fashion was cool. That's I think true. they experimented a lot with food, so it's just I thought cool. you were going to say drugs. <laughs> no. That's oh why God. I want to take me back. No. Um, like, they had some really dogs. retro snacks. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like Dunkaroos. Those yeah. are coming back. Mm-hmm. The 90s seemed like a good time. Mm-hmm. Even the 80s. I just, like, when my parents grew up, really, that's nice. Okay. Oh, what family tradition would you keep for your own family? I think I would keep um, decorating the Christmas tree while watching It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, look, I have a Christmas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Um, I think that's something I really, really want to keep. Something I would alter. <laughs> I know. This alter? Is not, this is not the question, but um, <laughs> my family has a tradition of waking on your birthday, you get woken up really early in the morning mm-hmm. by us singing and throwing flowers at you. Oh. But as I grew up, I realized sleep is so valuable. That's true. You really need to not interrupt that REM. I'm just kidding, yeah. by the way, but like... I get grumpy when I'm awake. Yeah, yeah, so um, I would probably switch it to waking them up a little later, you know? <laughs> Maybe like a breakfast in bed yeah, flower thing. Yeah, like... But that's sweet. Yeah. Like, is it with your favorite flowers? or It's, like, usually the favorite color. Oh, yeah. so what flowers do you normally get? It changes every year. Sometimes we get, like, purple ones. Oh, that's sweet. Ones. That's really cute. Yeah. Who started that? It's actually started with my grandpa on my mom's side, oh, wow. I think. Like, awesome. his family does that. Oh, that's cute. So, what is sacrificial love to you? <laughs> Who? That's from your mom. Oh my god! And it's the, what is sacrificial love to you? Period. So it's like a real question, Julia. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a that's deep one. D- that's deep. I, to me, it's you sacrificing just enough where you're not sacrificing yourself. Oh, I deep. Whoa. You have Snaps. to. You really have to value your your own. Being, even though you want to sacrifice for others, I think maybe sacrificing things that aren't as vital. Mm-hmm. But what you really have to keep in mind is like you really can't sacrifice the things that really mean the most or really are so valuable to you. Mm-hmm. It's more of like what would you give? Like you, you'd rather have the, the other person, person have yeah. than have this. Mm-hmm. Like you really, it's it's really hard because. It's not very something I've really experienced, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like even with family, it's like 
sacrificing sometimes giving up your time with your friends mm-hmm. and going to like family parties yeah. but sometimes you need that friendships if you're in a certain mindset it's mm-hmm. kind of knowing when you can sacrifice yeah i also think you can probably relate especially with our grandparents and stuff making that leap from the philippines to north america yeah like thinking of me doing that in a few years time if the situations were reversed like you can probably attest to this, like, our grandparents and our parents, like, most of the time, they have a history in the Philippines that's Mm -hmm. long, and they're so established already, and then to be uprooted just for, like, for us, you Mm -hmm. know, that's, wow, like, I can't, I can't believe that, so, for me, that's, like, what sacrificial love is, too. Yeah, exactly. But, like you said, like, finding the balance between sacrificing to the extent where you don't resent who you're sacrificing for like you don't hold a grudge because oh i sacrificed so much for you Mm -hmm. it's like there's a reason so you don't have to kind of say it all about intention yeah Ooh, intentions you (laughs) met justin bieber right yeah when um during his purpose tour wait you got meet and greet no but um oh his hairstylist for that tour oh yeah is my nephew's father so cool. we got to meet him. your nephew's father so are you related to the nephew uh, the i'm related to the mom the aunt. oh cool so but i still call him my cousin <laughs> no in french class once i was like my mom's brother's wife and then my french teacher was like so your aunt <laughs> i'm like yeah my aunt yeah yeah okay final question if you had the power to do one thing, like, it doesn't have to be a superpower, like, heal the world, just yeah. cure hunger, what would you do? I would affix um, institutional and systematic racism. Yes, quite relevant right now. <laughs> I, I was watching 13th, and it's, mm-hmm. like, so ingrained in the culture of the states to yeah. literally oppress Even Canada, community. like, yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's something I would solve. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. Fix the injustice. That's why... Oh, also a follow-up question. How do you think being a student in marketing and having this understanding of injustice and inequality has affected how you, like, approach your discipline? Like, since it's so influential on what people see and consume. Mm -hmm. I think, for me, is what I thought about is that now, since a lot of companies put out those statements for, like, Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. that what I'm afraid of is all a lot of those um, companies are going to start, like, kind of doing, like, what um, eco-friendly and, like, breast cancer is. They're going to start maybe, like, blackwashing their their company. Like, a lot of companies greenwash them. Like, they say they do all these environmental things, but their actual practice contradicts it. Yeah. So I'm scared of... The f- like it just brings me more aware of like companies' intentions is a lot of companies' intentions is to put on an image rather than to actually in um like implement that yeah. in their practices and they kind of capitalize on the cause yeah mm-hmm. I totally get that so all about intention mm-hmm. deep stuff anyways those are all my questions <laughs> but I'd like to say some closing remarks to you so thank you for everyone who's listening especially Julia's family you made a great girl and thanks for raising her to be the wonderful woman she is and it is a beautiful thing to meet someone who values kindness education family good morals 
warm boys, <laughs> Team Jacob, Twilight, and Tequila. And I want to thank you personally for being my friend. So here's to more wave dates, drunk nights, and a lifetime full of long walks together. Oh, yeah, of oh my course. God. Thanks, Thanks for, for being, being here. Friend. Bye, everyone. Bye.